Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. I'm Lit Charles, and we are so glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that we have with you, Lord, to spend in your Word, Lord, and to know you better, Lord, and to know your heart, Lord, and your attributes, Lord, and what you have to reveal to us. Lord, we also just thank you for the wisdom that you have poured out in each of our hearts, Lord, that you have given it to us, Lord, and that you have given us enough and more than enough, Lord, so we can succeed in everything that you have for us. Lord, we also just thank you for the plan that you have for our lives, Lord, and that it's only good, Lord, that you only plan for good for us, Lord, and that you only give us good, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we dive into the Word here in the book of Ephesians this morning. We are still discussing from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 22. So if you're just joining us or uh, for the first time or you have joined us before, I would like to encourage each of you to consider pausing the episode at this time in order to read that section of scripture, whether it's your first time or to get refreshed, just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion and conversation. Amen? Amen. Okay. And now at this time, the floor is open for each of you to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and or to ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So what the Lord was showing me and promise you touched on on the last episode concerning the, the body of Christ and the temple that the Lord is building. And for some time I had asked the Lord why it why he had the difference of the, the ministries like the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and so on and so forth. And why each of us had different gift sets, different abilities and talents. And the Lord was showing me that each thing that he put into each and every one of us provides something special, if you will, in the eyes of the Lord that helps build up and edify the others that were around. And I'll give you an example. Um, like me and my brothers, right? I like to be a little bit more forceful. I like to get things done and be quick on the ball. My brother, LaCharles, he's able to see past things that, uh, may not be so blatantly obvious mama you're the same way and then promises patience he's willing to wait things out and see and actually hear before making a, a a decision but when i'm just doing my own thing and go you be quiet boys then i tend to mess things up or it's either one of us doing things our own way instead of working together as a team but when we come together for a common goal we get things done in a pretty awesome manner and mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable, and that's what the Lord is striving for, and that's what he's trying to build. But as long as we're pulling in our own direction, thinking we're more special or better than the other, then we cause stumbling blocks, and we rob, we steal from the other people that we're supposed to be helping. We steal from our brothers and sisters, and that's not what the Lord wants. So in order to build a healthy church, we also have to be doing what we're supposed to be doing, what the Lord instructed us to do. So because we are 
to come to the Lord as living stones so that we can be fitted to be this building the the church, which is his people, not not the building itself. And we are supposed to be doing that. We it's important that we listen to the Lord the first time hear clearly and accurately because that saves saves time in the building process he spends less time correcting our Mm -hmm. mistakes when we're just quick to hear what he has to say and quick to be obedient and fully execute the instructions he's given us versus trying to bait with him and go lord i think my plan is better or debate with somebody else and try to find fault with them and go well i don't think you heard right but if we'd all would as mama you sometimes say stay in your own lane keep your eyes on your on your own life and examine ourselves, then we would save so much time in this process and we could truly get to the high levels that the Lord desires to bring us. But as long, again, as we're doing our own thing, there's there's that buffer there. He's got to correct that so that we can be one and we can continue on the path. Amen. Amen. One thing I've noticed in my, my lifetime of walking with the Lord is that when it comes to arranging people, it it's a lot easier said than done. And the way we walk before the Lord, whether it is right or not, has a bearing and an influence on how other people are able to walk with the Lord. And here's what I mean by that. If I take the opportunity to indulge my flesh and I start being Kamisha all over everybody and going, well, this is just what I feel like I should be able to do it. And I disregard the chastening of the Lord and the attributes of his spirit, self-control in particular, love and joy and peace and kindness and gentleness and all of those things. Then when I take that liberty with myself and I'm just being Kamisha all over everybody else, and then I demand and expect that they should just understand, it creates an opportunity for offense in them. And so while they're trying to walk, you know, on their path, and they're doing their best effort to walk what feels like a tightrope at some times, and I come and I, I nudge them with my unrestrained personality, now they have to try to balance and correct themselves and whatever offense that I've caused them, whatever um, hazard I've placed in their course, now they've got to self-correct. And while they're self-correcting, they just bumped into somebody else who's on the other side trying to walk there, what seems like a tightrope. It's not, but it feels that way at times, trying to walk the course that's laid before us by the Lord because it is contrary to our natural, um, our natural perspectives. And it requires that we buffet ourselves to a a high level to be consistent. And so now I've created a domino effect, if you will. If I take that one liberty to forget or forsake walking in the love of God or walking in the self-control that I am charged with walking in, or I forget to um, be kind and gentle to the people around me or, you know, whatever it is that the Lord is requiring of me. And I go, well, I'm not going to do it today. I think I should just be able to act this way and everybody else is going to understand. Now I'm creating a stumbling block for my neighbors that they now have to recover from so that they can stay on their walk with God. Now, you should be steadfast and immovable, granted. I should be steadfast and removable regardless of what anybody does. But as a considerate brother and sister, in the Lord, I should understand if I'm having a challenge keeping my feet on the path, what's your day like? What's your life like? How are you doing with it? And 
if I am using all of my effort and all of my might to keep me going in the right direction, there's a really good chance that you might be doing the same thing. And as challenging as life is already, you don't need me to come and add an extra brick to your stack to carry. You don't need me to put a spike under the tire of your vehicle to see how you'll fare with a flat tire if you'll be able to, you know, stay on the the course, right? You, You don't need that from me. You need me to be considerate of your walk with the Lord and not make it more challenging for you to get to his destination for you. So likewise, when we talk about those things, you know, even within our household, but even as we walk with the Lord, that scripture clearly tells us not to be only considered of the things that matter to you or that are important to you, but also of what your, your brothers and sisters around you need. And that would be your neighbor. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you or love your neighbor as yourself. The Lord himself has indicated and required that we behave that way, but seeing the depth of it and understanding the reality of the cost to others when we cast off restraint as something that should be um, at the front of our mind, not, not at the back, because we want others to have that kind of consideration at the front of their mind when it comes to us. Yes. As you were saying, Mommy, about how it's hard for us to try to position others or ourselves in a way that's favorable for us, the Lord brought up to my remembrance, he, there was once I was playing with Legos and I decided to build um, a wall. So I put all the four by fours all together mm-hmm. and I put them all in a straight line. And then I had my other pieces all in a straight line. And the Lord said, when I touched that one part, that part crumbled. The same is true in our own lives is if we're trying to look at and say, you guys fit this category. So I'm going to stack you all here. As soon as it, it lose the building loses its integrity. If you ever look at a brick house, mm-hmm. it's not brick stacked upon brick, but they're, um, halfway on a different brick slightly offset so Mm -hmm. that way they can provide support and not just one section of it will all fall down at the corner or um if that one brick on the bottom is broken Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what the lord is doing in our own lives he's placing people by us that are slightly different from ourselves or sometimes majorly different so we can provide support to each other the lord doesn't want us to all go around being carbon copies of each other doing exact same things but he wants us to be listening to the lord a brick, no matter its size, still forms the same function, does the same function as a small brick. They all are there to provide support. And the that's how we should be in our own lives is that when the Lord is telling us to do something, we shouldn't be caught up in, okay, Lord, but I look think I should be doing this and this is how that other person is doing it. So I should do it like that. We should be going forward on what the Lord's telling us in the moment because that's what will truly provide the integrity. We see that with the disciples. The disciples weren't all the same. They had different issues and different things they struggled with. And there was various things that they were better at, I'd say. Or they got more easily. They understood. So each one had their own skill set that they brought? Yes. Okay. And how with each of them, it worked and helped them to work together. Even with the Apostle Paul, he had people who were working with him that weren't like him. So that way he could be supported. And that way he could grow himself. If we're only looking at the same five or four people on our holding ourselves to that standard, something that you dad tell us all the time, we can't base ourselves off our, off our siblings because we know each other, but we have to base ourselves off what the Lord's telling us to do. Mm-hmm. If we're just looking at the same measuring stick all the time, of course we're going to seem like we're dominating. 
or are we doing so much better? But when we go when out... When they're and, not in your your skill set or your career field, right? When you're trying to compare the, the... Not that you're only good at one thing, right? But if you'd say, oh, I'm the best at this, and you try to compare everybody to that one thing, yes, yeah, it's not really a competition. One, there's not a competition in the body, period. But two, well, what about the the one thing or the handful of things that someone else is good at? Where do you stack up and line up there? So everyone has their own unique gifts and skill sets, right? Yes. yes. Now, you can even look at it. We'll, we'll just take the military for a second, especially when it comes to, you know, the soft community. Everybody has a skill set, a thing that they're trained that they bring to the table that they're the guy or they're the best at. But guess what? Everyone else is also cross-trained on that same thing. Because in the event that someone goes down, someone else can come pick up the slack. Are they as good as that person? Probably not. However, that's their, if you will, secondary specialty or tertiary specialty, right? Yes. Yes. Everybody can step in. In the event that, say, the medic goes down, everyone else is cross-trained on medical stuff. So that skill set isn't lost. But now, if everyone's together and working, not just in their skill set, but has what's required, that's a very strong unit. And they're able to go out and accomplish great things. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. It's no different in the body of Christ. If I'm bringing my gifts and my skill sets and walking in it in the fullness of what the Lord has for me and the plan and the course he has for me, yeah, that benefits me, but it also benefits everyone else around me. So if everyone in the body is is approaching it the same way, not for glory and honor for themselves, but to glorify and magnify the Lord in their life, and everyone has that same heart, that same mindset towards the Lord. If everyone is in one accord, then the body will do um, uh, the body of the Lord will do amazing things and exploits and greater things than, as you brought up in a previous episode, Charles, than even what the apostles did. That was exactly what Jesus said: "Greater things than these you will do." That the apostles wasn't the highlight reel, and the epitome of, or the pinnacle of what it's supposed to look like in the kingdom. Yes. They were absolutely used mightily. But so weren't many others at the time it was required. And and you see that that same thing. Honey, you brought this up. And what you were saying, exercising, yes, self-control, it's needed. But all of that, the whole submitting of ourselves and viewing the other one in more esteem than ourselves comes from humility. It's exactly what, or and I'll say, and that's what's required. If you look at Philippians 2, right? Uh, the first four verses say this. Therefore, if there is if it is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort or love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. 
It's in doing that, first and foremost to the Lord, but then also to my other brothers and sisters in Christ, in the faith, mm-hmm. that are also trying to, or I'll say trying to, that are walking with the Lord in order to re-enter the heavenly community. I should be looking to help, not to hinder your walk, and vice versa. And if I keep that mind, that heart, towards the Lord and his people, does that not fulfill all the law and the prophets? Yes. Okay. And now what the Lord told us to do? Mm-hmm. What are the yes. two greatest commandments? And then he says it in other places, in other ways, this fulfills the law and the prophets. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's up for us to understand that. And look at all the amazing things that happened when the people were in one accord of one mind and one body moving together. Mm-hmm. Whether that was battles and, and, and warfare in the Old Testament, how about an axe in the New Testament? They were all there in prayer and seeking the Lord and waiting upon Him. And a Holy Spirit or the Spirit of promise was sent. Yes. Amen. This all happened in unity. Everyone doing their part and excellence is unto the Lord. Together. Bring whatever they had before the Lord to the Lord in full. As he directed them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dad. And as you were speaking, um, how we're supposed to be doing and working together inside of the body of Christ and how when we're doing that, then the Lord will be able to move. We see that exactly in twenty um, verse 22. He talks about how we're supposed to be the building for the dwelling place of God. Mm-hmm. And the Lord remind me of that. No building will keep your goods safe if you only have one wall. No, just skirt <laughs> around it and g- get in there. It's a or, ruin at that point. If it's only got one wall or incomplete. Or if you even have four walls, but your roof's gone. That's going to keep nothing out, especially not the elements. And the same is true in our own lives when we try to say, okay, Lord, I'll take these parts because they look good. This Mm -hmm. is what I want to build, Lord. I'm Mm -hmm. getting tired of doing all this stuff, Lord. You know they don't listen. You know how stubborn they are. Mm -hmm. If we get into that perspective of, okay, Lord, it's all about me. Well, Lord, I might include you in there somewhere Mm -hmm. as my excuse for doing what I want to do. But when we come to the perspective of, okay, Lord, you're in control of this whole building. You're the one who has designed it and know where every piece goes. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, with the building, there's an engineer. They tend to design the building, but they're Mm -hmm. not necessarily the ones going out there. But Jesus is with there doing the work with us. He's working through us, I should say. Mm -hmm. He's telling us where we should be putting this, where we should be putting ourselves, what situation we should be entering into, which one we should not be, so that we, we can glorify God. When we come into that perspective, then the building will be completed quickly. Not the building that you see the workers disappear for six months and then they finally come back sometime and then they work for three weeks and then they're gone again. Mm. That's not how it works. And they work for three weeks. You, you see that on construction crews all the time. Yes. One person is doing the work. And wait, last time I checked, there weren't 30 supervisors all watching this one person shovel or do something, right? Yes, Dan. But here's the thing. One person is doing the work. The other 30 clearly think they're above that person. Right, it would the job would get done much faster. They would have more time. Right, all the all these other factors come into play, but clearly they value themselves above that person. 
and they weren't really willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, yep, there's grace. I mean, the Lord gave grace even to Judas. How many times did he say, one of you is a devil? Mm-hmm. I've chosen you, but one of you is a devil. And then it says very plainly he's, that Judas would pilfer from the money box. All right? So yes. he would steal what was meant for the ministry and the other disciples. Ultimately, the Lord. I'm not excluding that. It's been first and foremost for the Lord, but for the ministry and for the others. Yes. But clearly, he thought he was above the others. As demonstrated by the actions. Yes, Dan? That's not being of one mind or in one accord. Yes. All those fleshly, carnal things must be put to aside. The dross must be scraped off. And we must be conformed to the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Yes, Dan? we're all called to be. But it comes first through humility, humbling ourselves before our Lord, but also his creation, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes. Yes, Dan? Other people, our neighbor as ourself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for this time together in the Word today, Lord. We ask that you give us a fresh infilling of your love, Lord, so that we can keep the unity of the spirit of peace, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, God, so that we can help our brothers and sisters walk in what you have for them, Lord, and we don't become a stumbling block of offense for them, Jesus. We ask that you will continue to guide our steps, Lord, to show us everything that you have for us, Lord, and to give us strength to carry out the task that you've assigned to each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for the comfort that you've given us, Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and the compassion that you show towards us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.